0: Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. I he's coming back for me. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, yeah. So I down to pray. no how, how long i to pay. I'm gonna wait on you. I decided I'm going to wait. you. Matter, I'm away. On, you. On, crazy, I'm away. on you. On you. Oh, shaking, on you. you me, on you. you know me, on you. On you. Know Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm away. You know, I'm away. I'm mm-hmm. away. Thank you, thank you, thank you. My God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. thank you 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 is coming back yeah thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you my god my god my god thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you my god i'll wait on you that song is by janice Gaines and it is like one of my favorite songs the funny thing is it's always been noted like they call it the breakup song, but it's talking it's not talking about a relationship. It's just talking about waiting on God, like positioning yourself to wait on God. And the funny thing is, I'm, that's, that's today's devotional. We're still talking about hearing God, but having the patience to wait. My God. Can somebody say my God? But having the patience to wait, baby, having the patience to wait on God to speak, having the patience to to trust God, having the patience to lean on God. Having the patience to be anchored in what God said, having the patience to know that the promises of God are yes and amen, having the patience to know that he is God alone. Like and that's a that's a maturity. That's a maturity. That's a maturity. That isn't easy. That comes with growth. That comes with dedication that comes with understanding God as friend and understanding God is just and understanding that God will go to war for you and understanding that God is sovereign and understanding that while Lakeisha may be waiting, right? Like while Lakeisha may be waiting, he still may be fulfilling a promise for Paula. And just because Paula is getting her, her promise met, it doesn't mean Lakeisha is any less than Paula. My, my God, seeing God is sovereign. And when the enemy is coming in and when the enemy is attacking and when people are talking about you and when people are what have walked out on you, like waiting on the justice of God, like waiting on God to be your vindicator, making a decision. You know what? I'm not going to vindicate myself i'm gonna wait on you and then waiting on every promise to be fulfilled right not creating an ishmael in your life right but waiting on every promise to feel fulfill understanding that the promises of god are yes and amen that's the level of weight we're taking on pausing enough to say god i hear you god i trust you and god i'm going to wait on you right And I'm not going to be jealous in my waiting and I'm not going to be consumed in my waiting and I'm not going to be impatient in my waiting and I'm not going to try to force a situation. I'm going to wait on you. So that means I've got to deal with the motives in my heart. God. And so we're on this journey and learning to strengthen our relationship with God, understanding God as friend, understanding God as judge, right? Understanding God as father, understanding God as provider, understanding all these things, not like, and dealing with ourselves because often we want all the hype messages. My God, Lord, hype me up. Tell me you're going to bless me. Run it over, shake it down, run We want all those hyped messages, right? But we don't want anybody telling us in the way we have to position our heart. And I don't know about you, but the word comes with correction. The word comes with correction. If we don't understand that the word comes with correction, then we don't understand how to grow in a closer relationship with God. Right. Every message isn't going to be a message about how you're going to be blessed to the abundance. of. You're going to be blessed to the abundance of the earth. You're going to be blessed to the end of the time. But you need something that's going to teach you how to stick and stay. You need something that's gonna teach you that when the blessings come in, you are gonna stick and stay, baby. Like you gotta be able to stick and stay. You gotta not be consumed by the blessings. You got you gotta be you gotta be you gotta have something that teaches you how to stick and stay. You gotta have something that's gonna teach you to be overwhelmed with truth. You gotta have something that's gonna teach you and position you so you can renew your mind. My God. And so this weight looks differently for everybody. Like the weight looks differently. But I promise you, I promise you this. I can promise you this. I can promise you this. In the weight, there is a promise. And the promises of God are yes and amen. In the weight, there's a promise. In the weight, there's a manifestation. In the weight, there's a purging. In the weight, there's a cleansing. In the weight, you learn perseverance. You learn endurance. And so if I were you, I would take my position just like Janice. You know what? I'm going to wait on you. I'm not gonna make nothing up i'm not gonna i'm not gonna try to manifest anything i'm not i'm not going to try to create anything i'm not gonna do this i'm not i'm not i'm not i'm not i'm not i'm not gonna do it i'm not gonna do it i'm not gonna i just can't i can't i can't do it i can't rush i'm not gonna try to force anything I'm not going to try to position myself to do absolutely anything. What I'm going to do is I'm going to wait on you because what we want, what we don't want to do is create an Ishmael. Right. Can we just go there for just a second and talk about Abraham, Sarah, Hagar, Ishmael and Isaac and what happened? Right. Like what what happened in this relationship? Abraham. And you can go over to Genesis. Right. And we can go, we can go over, we can go over to the, we can go over to Genesis and we we can read Genesis 17, 17 and 19, Genesis 18, 10 and 15, Genesis 21 and five, six. But I'm going to paraphrase this because I think that's best. What, what happened in this situation? Abram and Sarah were given a promise, a guarantee, a guarantee. God said to Abram, look, I need you to leave from your country. I need you to get out of here i need you to go on on. i need you to move forward i need you to pack your stuff up and let's go i've got something bigger for you i've got something greater for you and this is so significant that there's so much in the story of abraham and isaac there's like there's so much in the story of abram before he is abraham right there's so much because abram was already what what people would think in a blessed place Abram was already fruitful. Abram, Abram already had land and his dad, he already had cows and animals and he already had a wife, right? But there was something missing from Abram's life. He did not have an heir. My God, he did not have a human seed planted in this earth. So God says to him, he says, I need you to do me a favor. I need you to pack up all your stuff. And he actually told him not to take anybody with him, but he took a lot anyway, right? He had, he felt the responsibility to a lot. And that's a whole nother part of the journey. So anyway, he comes and he packs up all this stuff. He said, I need you to get from out your country. I need you to get from away from your people because what I gotta do for you can't be done amongst your people. <laughs> Ooh, I'm prophesying to somebody, I'm preaching to somebody, whatever I gotta do for you can not be done among your people. Whatever I gotta position you for and place you, it cannot be done. In from, it cannot be done in a place of familiar. It cannot be done in a place that you think you're called to. It's not about who you or where you think you called to. It's about what I'm saying about you. It's not cannot be done in your regular ordinary situation. And I know what he was doing. He was creating. He was creating a place for a miracle to take place. I tell people all the time when God is going to do something miraculous for you, it is not in your own strength. It is not in your own power. It is not according to your own abilities. He does not do. He does not do things in your own. I I don't I wasn't even planning and shifting in this place. He does not do anything with 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 your capacity. My God, if you keep thinking things are in your capacity, you're going to miss God. You're going to miss the power of God in your life. You're going to miss being in um, the perfect will of God versus the permissive will of God. I don't want to be in the permissive will of God. I want to be in the perfect will of God. I want my life to directly line up with the word of God and nothing like a nothing less. Right. And so we see Abram in a position and I, and I know that as Abram is in this position, come on, Holy spirit, take this thing over. He he's in a position, right? God had a plan. He had a place. I know the plans that I have for Lakeisha. I know the plans that I have for Jessica. I know the plans that I have for Teresa. I know the plans I have for Tammy. I know the plans I have for Nisi. I know, I know, I know the plans that I have for Tina. I know those plans. Like I know those plans. Right. And so he has a different place for him to dwell. Can somebody say that God has a different, come on, Holy Spirit. Can you say that God has a different place for me to dwell? Come on. God has a different, God has a different place. Can you speak that emphatically out your mouth? God has a different place for me to dwell, right? And it's beyond what I can imagine, or it's beyond what I can see, right? You you might be building a business right now. Can I be honest with you? And this is how you see your business, cute little tiny, make an impact. And God has said, I'm calling you to the globe. <laughs> I'm calling you to the globe. This may have you may see your ministry. Oh, it's a cute little prayer ministry. And God is like, I'm calling you to the world. I'm calling you to something greater than yourself. But you're going to have to come out your comfort. You're going to have to step out your body you're gonna to have to trust me in a place right that you've never ever seen an experience before it is not in your norm it's not in the capacity of your education it's not in what you can do now nah, baby what I'm gonna do for you is gonna be significant it's gonna be different and it's not gonna be done with your resources my God, it's not going to be a done. It's not going to be done with your resources. And so, so God has a plan for Abraham and a place, his descendants in the realm of Canaan. This was known as the promised land and the holy land. When God prepares a place for you, guess what it is? It's the promised land and it's the holy land, right? It's a promised land. And it's a it's it's a place fitting for your kingdom. It's a place fitting for your kingdom. It's a place fitting for the call in your life. It's a place fitting for what God has called you to do. My God, my God, it's a place fitting for that. We all have a different path, all journey, but ends up into the same place. Right. He was calling Abraham and he was calling his people to be an exemplar, to be an example to this world. Right. And you can read that in Deuteronomy four and five, eight. Right so he told him Genesis 12 and seven. And the Lord said to Abram, lift up your eyes. (laughs) That's a word within itself. He says to Abram, he says, lift up your eyes and now look from the place where you are northward, southward, eastward, westward. For all the land which you see, I'm giving to you and your descendants forever. That's Genesis 13, 14, 15. Here's the point that it did not make sense. Here's the point that it did not make sense. Abraham did not have a seed. Like Abraham did not have a seat. So the point of reference right there was that God was going to do something significant and spectacular and spectacular with him with nothing that he had, but just sure out of his obedience. So God continues, he says, and I'm going to make you a descendant as the dust of the earth so that if a man could number the dust of the earth, then your descendants also could be. Number That's Genesis 13 and 16. Significantly, right? Significantly, because they cut covenant, God changes Abram's name to Abraham, right? Right? Of God. That's what he renamed him. Father of multitude, right? He said, I'm going to, I'm going to make you, you ain't got to make yourself. You ain't got to make this up. You ain't got to try to figure this out. He said, I'm going to make you exceedingly fruitful and I'm going to make you nations and kings. He's going to do this. (laughs) He's going to do that. He's going to, he said, I'm going to do all this for you. God promised Abraham. He said, "I'm going to give you an heir." That's Genesis 15:4. One who will come from your own body. That's what he said. He says, "Going to come from your own body." Here's where the problem came in. Here's here's where the problem came in. Impatient. Here's where the problem came in. Impatient, Sarah. <laughs> Impatient, Sarah. Here's where can I can you? God, God got your own land. God's got your own place that you are called to dwell. God's got your own thing He's working. Impatient Sarah. Here we go. Here's the problem. Impatient Sarah told Abram, "Take, do me a favor. Let just go on and do it this way. Since God hasn't manifested yet, can some of us admit that we've been so impatient?" right? God had already, this is the the fallacy of this. God had already spoke to Abram. God had already been so liberal with Abram. God had already said to him, get all your stuff, pack all your stuff up. And we're about to go to the land. (laughs) We're about to go to the land that you're supposed to go to. We're headed to Canaan. I need you to go there, right? Right. You've been in Canaan for 10 years. God has provided for you. God has left you there, right? It seems like 10 years. It probably seemed like the promise is not going to happen. It probably seems like it's taking too long, but he's dwelling there in 10 years. He's been in the land for 10 years and Sarah with her impatient self, this is what she says. Sarah with her impatient self told Abraham, here's where it's crazy. And this is how I know the enemy gets us all the time. There have been moments and places where we know we have heard God. My God, thank you for your diligence to us this morning. There have been moments and places where we have heard God god we have heard god we know we heard god we know we heard god clearly right and the same god that spoke to us here we forget that he's the same god that we can speak can speak to us over here because of time and because we lack patience and because when god speaks something to us if it doesn't manifest at this right moment if it doesn't happen right here right but that is that is the way that the enemy shifts us all the time so impatient sarah impatient like impatient just sitting over here god had already spoke they in canaan they dwelling in canaan they fruitful in canaan canaan the promise did not change but because the promise did not happen in her time come on holy spirit and teach this thing because the promise did not happen in her time hey hey, this is what she told him she said look do me a favor i told you i'm paraphrasing i'm just telling you the story she said "Do, do me a favor i need you to do me a favor go on and take hagar And give get gone and take Hagar and then give give produce a child by her, right? Gone and take Hagar. So when he went to Abel, Hagar, she conceived, right? And then when she had conceived, then her mistress became despised in her eyes, right? And so then Hagar flees because she afraid Sarah is about to kill her and her son, right? But There's a heavenly word delivered to Hagar because most people will start to begin. Well, why did Hagar was only obeying her? Hagar Hagar was only obeying her, her mistress. She only obeyed. She did not ask for this. She did not want to be involved in this. This was not something she wanted to be involved in. She was only obeying her mistress. So Hagar comes in instructing, right? And a heavenly word came to her and said, no, don't you run. Don't you, don't you run. Don't you run. Don't you get out of position. Don't you get out of place. Right. Don't you go into other places. He said, I promise you, I'm going to increase your descendants so much that they too was too numerous to be count. The angel of the Lord said, you are now pregnant. You will give birth to a son. You shall call him Ishmael for the Lord has heard of your misery. He will be a wild donkey of a man. His hand will be against everyone and everyone's hand will be against him. Right. So, the divinely that just, you got to understand this, this word is so significant. So then later we see Isaac come, but there was so turmoil. There was so much mess, right? Right. Because impatient Sarah did not want to wait on God. Something happens in the wait that if the enemy can knock you off your footing or get you unsure about the promise of God, this is why I know in your waiting, you got to do two things. You got to wait and rest or you got to wait and occupy. You got to wait and rest and you or you got to wait and occupy. But if, if you're waiting and resting, it still has to be according to the instructions of the Lord. If you're waiting and occupying, it still has to be into the instructions of the Lord. So you going to wait and rest? or you going to wait? And, that's usually how God has you wait. You're going to wait and you're going to rest. Are you gonna wait and you gonna occupy? But God is the one that gives you the instructions of what to do next. So do not let timing do not let timing produce have you produce something that will that that that's a I'm not gonna call it a premature birth. This birth wasn't even people. We love to teach this. I've taught that before and say, Oh my God, Ishmael was a premature birth. Now Ishmael Ishmael's the order of Ishmael was completely wrong. Ishmael wasn't supposed to be born. Period. Ishmael wasn't supposed to be born, period. Ishmael was a clear sign of Sarah's impatience and it would cause her grief and it it would cause her Um, Anger, And it would cause her to be upset. It would cause her all of these things because she thought God had forgotten about her, but God hadn't forgotten about her. God had a divine word in which Abram and Sarah were to produce Isaac, which was to be for generations. God is so literal and so specific to your promise. He is so literal and so specific to your promise. And so when we're struggling with hearing God, there are some things that are going on in our heart that we need to deal with. Right. Impatience was in Sarah's heart. She trusted God to bring her here, to get her to Canaan, to provide for her, to sustain for her. But did she didn't trust God enough to produce the promise? So she went ahead and produced her own promise and her own promise that she produced. My God, her own marriage, whatever your promise whatever it is, your own promise that you produce is going to bring you grief. Eventually, it's going to it's going to bring you to do, you know, Abram wouldn't even really recognize Ishmael. My God. So so we have to understand that that's that's part of what we're going to grab today. Can you can you hold like you can you hold on this? Can you just hold on this? I want to talk to you about the weight and the rest in just a second. Can we pause for a second and just pray for our country? And then we're going to talk about the weight and the rest. Right. And we're going to talk about significantly what happens when we're waiting to hear from God. It is it's in the weight. Right. And a lot of times we don't like to wait. And we've got to take a position that I've got to position my heart so that I learn how to be to, to wait fully on God so I don't make nothing up. <laughs> Because we will make something up and we will say it's God and we will say we have heard from God and we will talk about that. And we may be in a permissive will of God and we'll say, well, God wouldn't have let it happen. No, sometimes God says gone, right? Sometimes God says gone, gone, gone. If that's what you're going to do, gone anyway. He already knows what you're going to do anyway. Gone, bye. Bye. Bye, gone gone if that's where you going gone go because you're gonna go anyway you're gonna go whether i tell you no or not i'm already seeing you he knows you he knows if you're gonna move ahead of him or not god knows if you're gonna move ahead of him or not god knows if you're gonna sustain god knows if you're gonna trust god knows if you're gonna stand in his will god already knows every next step and every decision you make so sometimes God to be like gone gone bye Go on and do it. Go on. Go on and do it. And people say, oh, my gosh. You know, the Lord told "Mm -mm." the Lord gave you your first instructions at first. The first instruction. Can I tell you something? God, (laughs) it is very difficult for me to believe that if you didn't follow the first instructions God gave you, if you didn't do what he asked you to do the first time, that he comes back and gives you another set set of instructions unless he's bailing you out of something. Unless he's in a position where he's building you out of something, if you didn't follow the other first instructions and unless he's giving you a second chance at something. Right. If you didn't follow the first instructions, it is very difficult for God to give you the next. So he gave them instructions to go to Canaan. They were to be in Canaan. They were to live there. They were to dwell there. Right. He said, I'm going to He told them nothing. He said, he didn't say, go right there and keep your own, like keep, make your own baby. That is not what he told him. I'm going to call Sarah to get pregnant. But because so much time had gone between what God said, speak to us this morning, Lord, between what God said and what they thought should happen, they stopped trusting God. They stopped, they stopped, they stopped trusting God. So much had gone on between what God said and what God promised that they stopped trusting God. Oh, this can't, this can't be God if it didn't happen when I thought it should happen. This gotta be, this gotta be, this gotta be evil. This gotta be demonic. Can I tell you something? Every time there was a demonic presence or something evil or something trying to prevent a promise of God happen, God always sends an angel in. God always hears you from the first time he prayed. When you go over to Daniel, he said, I heard, he said, I heard you. He said, I heard you, Daniel, they heard you. When you first prayed, you were heard. He said, but the Prince of Persia was fighting us. So there was a fight that he had to get there, right? There was a fight. God always, God always, God always, God always provides instruction. It's the weight that rushes us. My God, this is my timing. This is God's timing, and if well, God ain't said nothing else to me. Good, then wait. God ain't spoke nothing else to me. Good, then wait. My God, I'm not seeing God. Good, then wait. And then you're gonna wait. You're gonna wait two ways. You're gonna wait and rest, or you're gonna wait and occupy. You're gonna wait and rest, or you're gonna wait. And... What if the house don't come for twenty years? What if God says now you can have the house? What what and we'll be ah oh, in the name of Jesus and we bind you Satan and we da 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 but we ain't even paused long enough to ask God God what is going on here? Is this something hindering me? Is this something delaying me? Right? This, this, and th- is this something? Is this something? Is this something prevent? We don't even pause enough. We just assume. When God is very specific, the same God that told you to get up and move to Canaan is the same God that's going to provide for you in Canaan. He's the same God that's going to make every promise come forth in Canaan. Come on, y'all. Y'all pushing me into a direction that I didn't even want to go. And so we got to remember that this is the same God. So we do two things. We we wait. (laughs) We wait and rest or we wait and occupy. Let me say, Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you, Father God, for your word on this day. We thank you, Lord God, for giving us eyes to to see and ears to hear. Father, we thank you for revelation knowledge. We thank you, Father God, if there is anything in our heart, Father, please forgive us that is preventing us from walking in your perfect will in our life. Father God, we ask that you remove it, that you expose it and remove it. We give you permission, Lord God, to do heart surgery deal with the hardened places of our heart. Give us a brand new heart, Lord God. Pull us from our worldly idols, Lord God, so that we can take our rest and our trust in you, Lord God. You said they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount upon wings like eagles. They shall run and not get weary. They shall walk and not faint. Lord God, we thank you for every promise of God is yes and amen. Lord God, let us wait in your truth. Let us not be seasonal Christians. My God, let us not be seasonal Christians. Let us not worship you when things are good. Let us not just celebrate you when things are good, Lord God. Let us not just be bragging and boasting on you, Lord God, in certain seasons always. But let the praise, let the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart be acceptable acceptable in your sight always. Now, Father God, in the name of Jesus. We drive out every force of darkness, every demonic principality, my God, every stronghold, everything that exalts itself against the mighty hand of God, any demonic presence that may try to attach itself to this devotional. We drive you out right now in the name of Jesus. Father God, we ask for forgiveness for our sins, Lord God, so that our prayers can be heard. And Lord God, we lift this nation up to you today, Father. We thank you, Father God, that this is a nation that will be filled with love, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, that this is a nation, Father God, that will humble themselves under the mighty hand of God. We thank you, Lord, God, that this is a nation, Lord God, that will wait and rest in your justice and your truth, Father God. We thank you, Lord God, that revival is breaking out across this nation. We thank you, Father God, that the promises of God are yes and amen. Father God, we call in all the lost souls. We thank you, Father God, that the church is being healed, Lord God, from competition, Lord God. Lord God, we thank you, Lord God, that the church, Father God, Is standing still in your promises, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, for your holiness in this nation, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, for a repentant spirit in this nation, Lord God. We drive out every spirit of darkness in this nation, every spirit, Father God, anything that exalts itself against the knowledge of you, lewdness, crudeness, sexual immorality, sexual, homosexuality, anything that exalts itself against the knowledge of you, Lord God, strife, division, contention, lewdness, crudeness, Lord God, perversions, we drive them out right now in the name of Jesus. My God, egos, pride, we drive it out right now in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Father God, that you give us our holiness, Lord God. And we thank you, Father God, that we are the standard bearers for generations, Lord God, that we will not lean into our own understanding. In all our ways, we will acknowledge you and you will direct our path. We thank you, Father God, for holiness. My God, we thank you. Revival is breaking out. We thank you for repentant hearts. Lord God, we thank you. Father God, that people for people who thirst after righteousness and who long to serve you. Father God, we thank you for your holiness. We thank you for provision. We thank you for wisdom, knowledge, and understanding my God. And we thank you for your grace. And we thank you for brand new mercy. Give us eyes to see. Do not let us be entangled with any yoke of darkness. Anything in our life that we've given permission to, Lord God, we thank you that you are opening our eyes, that you are exposing it and that we are dealing with it quickly. Lord God, give us strength in you. Let us have the same mind that's in Christ Jesus. Lord God, let us walk in your your perfect will for our lives. Father God, give us ears to hear you. Lord God, Lord, we long to do deal with your and do your will. My God, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you. We glorify you, Lord God. Let us be a testament to the generations to come, Lord God. My God, we drive out the spirit of darkness. We drive out every entanglement, Father God, every deceptive spirit. Father God, back to the gates of hell for which it came in Jesus name. Lord God, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you for righteousness. And I thank you for holiness. And I thank you for peace, Lord God. My God, in Jesus name. Amen. So I got to share this with you, right? And I'm just being, I got to share this with you. You got to make a decision if you're going to stand on the side of holiness or not. That's a decision you have to make. Like you got to ask, you got to begin to open the eyes of, you got to ask Lord, open the eyes of my understanding to the hope and call, because there's a lot of things that we've let be permissible in our lives and permissible around us. And in this season, you got to make a stand for holiness. You got to make a decision that I'm going to be on the side of God, or I'm not going to be on the side of God there you got to make a decision because you're not going to be effective. You're not going to be effective You cannot deliver, you cannot go get people saved and delivered with what you're taking a part of or what you're giving permission to. And a lot of times we will see, we we can't figure out why um, something, something happens, right? Or something has happened. So Revelation 3, 16, I always ask God to back something up in scripture. He says, but so because you are lukewarm in this season, you can't stand on the fence. You cannot stand on the fence. You either are or you not. And so you got to make a decision in your heart. I got to stand for holiness. He says. so because you are lukewarm, you're neither hot nor cold. I'm about to spit you out my mouth. I'm about to spit you out. I'm about to spit you out my mouth. And so Jesus was addressing the message to the church, to ministers, to people telling them there's no, there, there, there's not, you either going to follow God or you not going to follow God. You either going to serve God, all all this finagling we doing, all this making stuff up, all this part-time, like, no, you got to be, you got to make up your mind. Now here's where grace come in, right? You got to make, once you make up your mind, it ain't all that easy. It ain't all that, oh, it's no big deal. No, Mm -mm. it ain't that easy because the enemy is going to fight for your holiness. The enemy enemy is going to fight for you not to take a position or take a stand. This thing is deep. This thing is deep. This thing wouldn't be this deep if it wasn't in the word. Right. And so he said, this is what I need you to do. You need to choose whether or not you're going to follow me. You're going to decide whether you're with me or you're against me. And there's no excuse for you to be indifferent. And if you're with me. Right. And you say that God is real and you say, I'm believing in you and I'm trusting in you. Then I need to go get the information of what it's like to be holy for God. Holy isn't boring. Holy isn't all that stuff. Holy isn't in a white cloth on your head. That's not what I'm talking about. But there's a level of holiness. There's a level of relationship we need to experience in God so that we can walk in His power on this earth, right? And so ask the Lord to deal with you, right? He said you're not going to be hot or cold. you're not going to be hot or cold. He said if you stand in the middle, if you're going to be lukewarm, this is what I'm going to do, right? This is what I'm going to do. Lukewarm. Jesus was saying, I'm going to tell you something. Lukewarm People make me sick and I'm going to spit you out my mouth. If you're lukewarm, I'm going to not do. So you got to make a decision like you. If you're going to take a stance, if you're going to be effective for God, you got to make a decision that if I'm going to be for God, this may be looking, this may look different. And then I gotta stand for holiness. And Lord, will you show me what holiness looks like? Because the image that I've been given of holiness is like a little cloth on my head, right? And your, your evidence and your image of holiness looks different. And when we start talking like this, people are starting like, I don't want to hear that. I don't, I don't want to hear nothing about no holiness because it requires you to submit and surrender more to God and to give up yourself. I'm just, the road, the gate is narrow. <laughs> the gate is narrow. The gate is narrow. And there's a level of conviction that comes in this gate. And most of us don't want to hear what that looks like. That gate is narrow. And it, and it requires us, it requires our heart to be searched at a different capacity and a different level. My God. And when God starts revealing stuff to you, that's not the place where I shake and run. That's the place where I'm like, okay, God, I'm hearing you, you talking to me and I need to position myself. Let those that have ears, let them hear. I need to position myself to understand what it looks like for me to be able to walk in holiness at the level that you're calling me to Lord God are my actions, my thoughts and the things that I'm doing pleasing you, right? Am I in your perfect will for my life? Or am I just in your permissive will trying to ride out grace, trying to ride out grace. And it is, this isn't, we finna go attack people because this is what usually happens when God starts dealing with people about holiness, right? Because this is, I'm just being honest. We're talking about hearing God. We're talking about being on a path to be in a closer relationship with God. When people start hearing about holiness, because people, because a lot of holy people didn't act right. (laughs) A lot of holy people got judgmental. A lot of holy people got critical. A lot of holy people started being ugly, right? A lot of holy people made you feel less than. This is Jesus gives us our holiness and the level of holiness that we're talking about. That don't come. That's not something you put on and take off. That's something that's dealt with in the measure of your heart. And so when we start praying and saying, Jesus, give me your holiness. Right. Then things begin to manifest in our life. The more time that we spend in the word, then God begins to peel off layers. So you got to be patient with yourself. You got to be patient with others. Can I tell you something? This is why I know without a doubt, you don't have time to be in nobody else's business. Can somebody say I got layers to me? (laughs) Can you say that? Can you be real with yourself this morning and say I got layers to me? This is why you ain't got no time to be in nobody else's business, to be trying to figure out somebody else's spiritual walk, to be, to be, you, 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 you have no, Time to you ain't got no time to spend nobody else. Tamika, no time to be in nobody else. You ain't got no time to be in nobody else's business. You ain't got time to be no. You ain't got to. You ain't. You got layers that's got to be peeled back. You got stuff that's being peeled back so that you can come become exposed and come forth as pure gold, right. It ain't no, it's, it's a layer. You got layers. So every time you read the word and the word gets down in your heart, right. Then a layer is going to be peeled back. Right. And so if I am focused on the word of God, right. Cause the word tells us, how are you looking at the plank, the speck in someone else's eye, right. Speck in someone else's eye. And you got a whole, plank in your eyes. So before when we've dealt with holiness, right, that's Matthew seven and three. Why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye? It, and, it, and, and there's a log in your eye, right? So we have to stay there. That's not what holiness is. That's not what holiness is. That's not, that's not what holiness is. So I'm going to take my time with myself and I'm going to take my time with everybody else. And if I'm struggling with everybody else, because most of us do, Right. Most of us, when we get revelation, we start struggling with other people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Lurie, that's good. We start struggling with other people. Now I'm not going to put my eyes on nobody else because I got layers to me. I got stuff I still need to be peeled back. I got stuff that I got to deal with. And if I got my attention on you, if I don't got my attention on you, then I don't have my attention on myself. I, gotta, I ain't got my t- attention on myself. And so my job in this season is to put the attention on myself so that I can deal with myself. I ain't got time to talk about what you ain't getting right, because I probably got some stuff that I ain't getting right, right? I got some stuff that I'm working on. And so I'm going to be patient. And where I lack patience, I'm going to go over to 1 Corinthians 13, 4 and 8. I'm going to get over there to 1 Corinthians 13, 4 and 8. And I'm going to take 1 Corinthians 13, 4 and 8. And I'm going to start chewing on that, right? That's what I'm going to do. Let me, I need to start. I need to get over here. And where I lack patience with everybody else, I got to remember how God loves me. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It's not irritable and it keeps no records of being wrong. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance right? That's what it is. Then go on to the 11th verse. It says, when I was a child, I spoke and thought and reasoned as a child, my God. But when I grew up, I put away childish things, right? For me to sit around and poke and pick at other folks, that's childish. If you see something wrong in somebody else's eye, if there's a speck, if you see something going on, can I be honest with you? And we're probably going to have to part two this tomorrow. I'm sorry. We're running out of time. We're probably going to have to part two this. And God has told me to stay within this time frame. So if, if, if there's something else going on with someone, my only position is to pray. So I'm not to gossip about it, right? I'm not to slander the person. I'm not supposed to, if it's brought up, because can I tell you, can I be honest with you? 10 times. If, if nine times out of 10, if, if you see something in somebody that irritates the heck out of you, it's probably something that was in, that's in you or was in you. And the same level of patience that you needed for yourself, right? Is the same level of patience that you need for somebody else. The word says, let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only such a word as is good for edification according to the need of the moments so that it will give grace to those who hear. <laughs> 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 no unwholesome word to proceed from not. He didn't say I got justified. He said, let yo get, I just can't. Emphatically I do not have time to focus on you I'm trying to hear God I can't here's what amazes me can I be real how is it I can hear God <laughs> about you but I can't hear him about myself that 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 befuddles me that befuddles me that I can hear and give and have so much word for you. <laughs> So much word for you. So much word for how you need to deal with your life. But I don't hear God about my purpose. I don't hear God about my finances. I don't hear God. I'm not in a position or a momentum to hear God about me, but I can hear God about you. (laughs) That that does not add up. (laughs) That does not. I can't have no word for you for you. And I ain't got no word from God for me. That don't make. That don't make. The Lord told me to tell. Well, what is the Lord telling you? And if you don't have, if you got lawlessness, and you got judgment, and you got condemnation, and you don't understand grace and mercy, and you don't have that for you, like God, like how can I hear for someone else? And now I'm like, come on, that don't add up. That don't make sense. That I got the word going. The God gonna tell me to tell you something, but God ain't giving me no clarity for myself. You you ought to go back to the drawing. You speak a word to me about everybody else, but I ain't got no word for myself. I ain't got no clarity of my purpose. I ain't got no, I can't, I ain't got no, I can't see for myself. I ain't got no wisdom. I ain't got no knowledge. I ain't got no direction, right? I'm I'm not seeing the move of the hand of God. It does not add up. It does not add up. And so perhaps, perhaps, perhaps. My mind are, is not on things above. Let me give you one more scripture and and then we're going to get on. We're going to get on. We're going to think on. We're going to give you. I'm going to give you one more scripture and we're going to think on Philippians 4 and 8. He said, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, we need to think on these such things. Whatever you learned or received or heard from me or seen me put in practice right? Whatever you've seen put in practice. We do, we got to purify ourselves, right? Part we're hindering ourselves by so many ways. I, I, I would, so many ways I got to get out of here, but I want to, I want to give you, I want to tell you this In learning to hear from God. I need to share this with you. God does speak through people. I need to share, share this with you. God does speak through people, right? God can speak through anybody. God can speak through other people. God can speak through your pastors. God can speak through um, other. Sometimes the answer to your question or prayer is in conversations completely unrelated to what you think you need, right? God can minister to you through a line or a word from other people, even if it's just a passerby conversation, right? It could be somebody who knows God or who does not know God. Can I give you one more thing? God can even speak to you and you may not know that, 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 you may not know that that person even has the answer that you need. So stop thinking God can't speak to you through people. Right now, if it speaks and it doesn't settle with your spirit, take it to the Lord in prayer. Right. But God does use us speaking numbers 22 and 28. God, the Lord, then the Lord opened the donkey's mouth. And it said to Balaam, what have I done to you to make you beat me hard three times? He had to use a donkey to speak to Balaam because Balaam wasn't listening to the spirit of the Lord. So as we are learning how God speaks, God will speak to you people. And I need you to stop saying, well, the only time He's going to speak to other people is that they bring me confirmation. Somebody might have what you need because your spirit might not be awoken to it yet. So I might have to plant a seed in you and then the Holy spirit will come back and, and, and increase it. I remember a woman of God shared something with me one time and I didn't like it. I'm gonna be honest. And I was like, that was not from God. Well, I set it on the table in prayer. And as I begin to set it on the table in prayer, God began to show me what she was saying. She ain't saying necessarily right, but he began to show me what she was saying. Right. And as I began to pray, and meditate more. That was revelation in what she said. That was revelation in what she said. But I had to humble myself and deal with the pride in my heart so that I could hear what God was trying to get to me through somebody else. <laughs> so stop thinking that that you can't hear through people. Our people are not sent. But 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 here's what I need you to know. Don't force yourself as well to be the people. Sometimes we roaming around looking for a word. I want to be able to speak into people's lives. And God may want you just, for the most part, you're just supposed to be loving. Don't you look to be the person. God will tell, when you start submitting yourself and surrendering yourself to God, God will start telling you when to speak. He'll tell you when, the, the more slow I move, the less I'm saying. I'm just being honest. The more slow I'm moving, the less I'm saying. It's not a whole, and it's a Proverbs that backs that up. Wise men wise men speak very little. Wise men talk less. Wise men speak very, very little. Ecclesiastes 9 17, the calm words of the wise, right? Proverbs 13 20. Who 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 he walk with the wise and become wise? For a companion of fools suffers harm. The, the wise words, wise people speak very little. They're not talking a lot because they know in the wisdom that they need to get, right? They need to get that wisdom from, from God in Ecclesiastes 5 two. do not be rash with your mouth, not let your heart be hasty to utter things before God. So you got to learn and ask wise men speak very, I ain't talking about your career, your job, but wise men speak very little <laughs> wise men say very, they just, they don't, they not saying a whole lot <laughs> that Proverbs 29, 20, see that a man that is hasty in their words, right? Speaks anywhere. It's who, who, whoso keepeth his mouth and his tongue keepeth his soul from trouble. That's, that's the word. He that keepeth his mouth, keepeth his life. He that opened wide his lips shall have destruction. That's Proverbs 13 and three, right? Wise men speak very little. They don't have to assert their opinions all the time because really they're waiting to hear from God to see if they can speak or not because if we're a credible source of authority that can hurt somebody. So that's it for today. I think we got enough to chew on. I need to do something first. If you've not accepted Jesus today, today, so you can be wise Today, So you can hear today, so that you can love others today. So you can walk into the fullness of your purpose today, today, today. And it starts simply with this, Jesus, I'm in need of a savior. I cannot continue to do things my own way in my life. So I'm recognizing you to be Jesus Christ, you to be Lord, you to be savior. Now, please forgive me for my sins. (laughs) My God, please forgive me for my sins. And I promise I'm going to try to love you the best that I can and Holy spirit, I'm going to ask you to help me. Now, if you're the person right now and you stand in need of grace, right? Right. You're asking him, come take my sins. Come take them away. If you're the person and you need grace, you know whether or not you need some grace. You know what state you've been in. You know, you know, if you've been over there to the left and you need to be back to the right. Same thing. All you got to do is turn around and say, Father God, please forgive me for my sins. Lord, I need you to forgive me. And then ask the Holy Spirit, help me and then receive his grace. Yes, Meredith, repentance is necessary to move forward in your life. That's why I say you got to decide today, baby, am I going to be for God or with God? Repentance is necessary. My God. And then you ain't got to wait till God tells you to repent about something. You just got to open your heart up and be like, Lord, show me anything in my life that does not line up with your will so that I can deal with it immediately. I don't want to linger in sin. I don't want to leave. I don't I don't want to I don't want to hinder your process in my life. I want to walk in your perfect will deal with the hardened places of my heart. If you'll do that, God, God is not going to cast you out. He's going to do that for you. He's going to do that for you. Don't forget. We got feed the streets this weekend. Don't tomorrow. We got the virtual Academy. We're going to talk to you about how to just some skills that you can use either in your classroom or as a parent with kids that are going to be doing online learning. Right. And then one last thing, (laughs) if God puts it on your heart, If you're in a position and a place, I don't care what it is. And God tells you to sow a seed in this ministry. Will you go sow a seed? Will you partner with this ministry so we can continue to get the gospel of Jesus Christ throughout the world? My God, so that we can continue to serve the poor, so we can continue to lay hands on the sick. Will you consider today, if this ministry is a blessing, if God is pregnant on your heart and say, you know what, go give $5, $2, it does not matter. We don't look at the amount of your seed because we understand the power of the widow's might. We understand the power of the two pennies. We understand that when God is, I remember I've taken like 68 cents to the altar, but I knew I needed to plant something to activate something with God. If that is you and God leaves it on your heart to sow a seed into this ministry, LakishamJohnson.com. click the donate button, go over to Cash App, dollar sign LMJ ministry, right? And send us a seed. I love you, but more than anything, God loves you. God loves you. You need to know grace peeling back the layers. Be gentle with yourself. Be gentle with others. Receive the fullness of who God is in your life. You got time. You got to wait, chill out. We're going to talk more about the wait tomorrow my god lord thank you for blessing us with this word i cover us in the blood of jesus no weapon formed against us shall prosper i drive out every spirit of darkness every force of hell from their life i thank you lord god that they have the strength to wait on your promise because the promise of god is yes and amen my god now supply all their needs hey if you're in a financial need you need a financial need throw your hand up father god i thank you Right now, that you supply all your needs according to your riches and glory. My God, that you meet them where they are, Lord God. Right now, Lord God, that you do a miracle for them. For you said you reign on the just and the unjust. Do it for them, Daddy God. Bless them. Open up the windows of heaven. Pour out a blessing. Pour out a blessing. Pour out a blessing. My God. Do it now. Do it now. Do it now. In Jesus name, I'm in faith with you for your financial blessing, your miracle. Now, when God does it for you, I need y'all to t- share your testimony, share, share the testimony, man. You pray God answer, man. You pr- I want you to share your testimony. I'll see y'all back here in the morning at 5 a.m. I love you so much. God loves you. Love. Peace. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.